And today we are joined by the great Nikki Glaser. Our laws as it pertains to substances are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. You have trouble. You can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. There you are. There it's, I am. Uh, oh. And it, you can f- find her at NikkiGlazer.com. There's all the spelling is up there. And uh, at <laughs> Nikki Glazer. And uh, the new podcast, You Up With Nikki Glazer, correct? Yep. It's a, it's an old new. I'm, I'm now doing it daily. It was a weekly. But um, since I have no other work, I was like, oh, I might as well do it daily. So I just do, uh, I call them a hit of pod uh, every day, um, Monday through Friday. Yeah. And, uh, that's probably right where you do it, right there, correct? Kind of, yes. That's in my dad's home office in St. Louis, Missouri. So that's, I want to get into a few things. So so you have been in St. Louis continuously since I saw you on Millionaire uh, in like <laughs> yeah. February or March. When was that? Yeah, March. It was like, I think we did like right when shutdown happened. So that was the last TV thing that I did was seeing you. And then I was on this show uh, right when I got into quarantine, I think like a week later. This was one of the first like internet shows I did. And I've been here ever since. So going on, it's been four months now. And you kind of um, like you kind of like it. Uh, I, I kind of love it. Yeah, really? I, I really. I, I turned thirty six in this house, and just the other day, and I cannot believe I'm a thirty six year old woman living at home with my parents, well, and really loving it. And I don't need to be. I mean, I can afford to not be here, but I'm choosing to be here because. I'm lonely. I like roommates. I don't have any friends right now that live in St. Louis. I don't have any friends that are living in New York City, where I used to live, uh, in L.A. That I, I'm planning maybe on moving out there again because I was living in New York. But there's really no reason to be there. There's nothing, no work really waiting for me there. So I don't know. I, I kind of uh, I'm just like hanging out. I mean, people are doing clubs. People, <laughs> people. <laughs> I know. T- tell me, I, your, I, the cancel thing is pretty scary. Yes. I mean, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's terrifying. And um, I'm actually writing a show right now for Quibi that um, but way before this, uh, any of this happened last year, I sold a show to Quibi called Cancel that I'm now writing while in quarantine. Um, that is about if I got canceled and had to move back home with my parents in St. Louis, Missouri. And so I'm writing a show that I'm actually living aside from the fact that I wasn't canceled. But um, it's always been a fear of mine, you know, as a comedian who makes my living just speaking off the top of my head and saying dumb stuff and taking risks and yeah. saying things that I definitely regret and some things that wouldn't get me in trouble. But even I say things I regret all the time, whether or not it's something that could get me canceled. So I, I've, I'm sure I've said something in the past that someone could get upset about enough that could um, try to ruin my career and you know, it's, it is, it's, it's scary, but, uh, I feel like overall, I just know I'm a good person and I don't think I've done anything illegal or said anything completely. Uh, I don't know. That's what I think about all these guys that get canceled. I go, do they walk around being like, Oh, I wonder when someone's going to like, 
unearth that thing I did? Do they know that they've done it and they're just waiting? Because I'm waiting for something I don't even know I've done. I, I, have, the exact, I have the exact same question. I wonder that myself. I, or, or are they so... I think the world thinks that somehow they're morally bankrupt so they don't see it or something. You know what I mean? I wonder how many of them are right. walking around going, or when it does finally happen and they think, oh my God, I didn't think about it that way. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I've never really talked to anybody that's been in that position, so I don't know. Well, we will be in that position sh- soon enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that reassurance. It's, it's good to know. Just, but, but, I mean, but I don't 80, mean to say, like, I don't think some of it's justified, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's weird to destroy someone's career because they were mean to a young legal girl once. Yeah, and I don't know that that's. But I need to know all of the stories. Yeah, that's yeah. what the thing. I need to all the research in front of me before I make a statement. But it's it's hard. Well, eighty percent of your humor is directed at you. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. So that's not going to get I you. Tend to not- You're okay with that's good territory, right? You got to can't get in trouble with that. I might cancel myself. <laughs> I might take offense to something I've said to myself in the past. Why don't I just get to it before? Yeah, anyone take else care can. of this. Take care of it. Get rid of her. Cancel yeah. her. I touch. I touched myself when I was fifteen. So is that? I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. It's okay. We can talk about I'm, anything I'm here. I'm trying to make jokes. Honestly, I can't. I don't feel comfortable. Even can we just move on? Uh, dude, I've I've seen your Instagram. <laughs> I've seen your Instagram live. Touching yourself seems to be a common topic whenever you talk to your girlfriends on Instagram. I know, I know that is true. I'm struggling with it. Did your Did your house. mom? Did you? You were also concerned that your mom or dad might hear you on Instagram. Did they? I wondered if that happened. Yeah, uh, no, I don't think they've heard me yet. I'm very quiet when I do those things, um, uh, and I wear noise canceling headphones because I don't even like to hear myself. So I I hope that I'm not. Oh my god! It, it, I hope they just think I'm stretching or something. Hmm. I know. I, I bite on a stick like I'm giving birth in the woods. Uh, you know, I that's what I do to, to um, fight back the screams. You know the the uh, Megan Fox thing, which I had not heard about. I just came across my uh, text that people are bombarding me with that. But let's not get into that. Um, yeah. Uh, so you know, the the one thing about the cancel thing is I, when I wrote that book. Um, the uh, narcissism book, the um, mirror effect. I wanted to include a chapter about pre-revolutionary France because I was saying, you know, I've never seen a period of history with all this trauma and all this narcissism. I bet the only thing I could find was France around the revolution. And I said, you know, it concerns me what's going to happen is there's going to be mobs and there's going to be guillotines. And that's what we have now is a reign of terror where you're, nobody's pure enough, nobody's good enough, everybody gets canceled, and then the people that were doing the canceling, then they get canceled. That's the reign of terror. It's the same exact phenomenon. Yeah, I. it's scary to even speak out against the people that maybe deserve it because then everyone, their fans, start looking at stuff you've done and try to cancel you. So it's like, you're, I just am trying to stay quiet until I have all the details or until I'm forced to like say something. I don't know. It's I don't know why I have to put out a statement because other people have been I, I know. gross in the past. Your your heart like, is what, what, I, I, I know your I know your heart is good. You know what I mean? I, I know it's it's pure. You know what I mean? And I and, 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 and you're, that's what I think but And you're a comedian who gets paid to stay stupid shit. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. And she loves birds. And 
You love birds? And that, Yeah, I love birds. But uh, you know what this whole thing was? I used to say in the past that um, I came, like when we were talking about race, I've been saying it for years and I felt really uncomfortable saying it, but I would say that I grew up in St. Louis and like, it, which is still very, the neighborhoods are very segregated. I didn't grow up around enough black culture to really understand it and to feel comfortable around it. And so I probably have some not i'm not racist but i probably have some racist tendencies and that's okay because i want to learn how to not be that way but i'm not going to deny that there's certain behaviors or thoughts or whatever and i and i don't want to be that way so i want to look at it and i always felt comfortable uncomfortable saying that now that's like a a acceptable thing to admit now like well it's also now it's all it's an indictment of st louis because you have a large african-american population in on the east side right and the fact that you're yes. not interacting to me is sort of heartbreaking. It it is to me too because I I don't know I grew up thinking that you know you go through your you know grade school education you learn about civil rights and you just think everything's okay now we yeah, had yeah. you know they would um, yeah. bus kids in from the city to go to school with us in the in the suburbs and so i thought like oh everything's equal and then you grow up and you're like no it's not but that's what they told us that's what the history books taught us so but this is what you feel the complaint angry at st louis in many ways for not and and be 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 careful because there's there's a a friend of mine put out a video his name is uh, dan siegel he's a very famous psychiatrist and he said you know we have a we have a glitch in our software in our brain where we have biases that that are even if we're explicit, we don't feel it. We're not aware of it. We don't. We don't believe we have a single bias. On some level, we always have biases, and we have to just pay attention. That's all. That's the best you can do. And, to, and so, but, but is admitting you have biases then make you a bad person to admit that you have these subconscious things that are taking place? I, I, I don't know. Does that mean you? Sh- I, I don't. I, I, I want to be better. I'm not perfect in every way. So I have to admit some of my flaws, but then is that going to get me canceled to admit that I, I don't think so that, that there are stereotypes and sometimes I adhere to those or believe those. And despite them being true, it's like, is that wrong to admit? I don't know. Well, it, it, so you I'll can admit it. You can admit it and I, go how, how shitty of me I'm going to work on this, you know, kind of thing. I think that's a reasonable position. Yeah. To so right and that's that's what i've been saying for for years but i've only seen it now kind of become socially acceptable to admit that before it was just like no i'm never racist and i've never been racist and there's never been a single thought about another person of another race that i've had that's different than my own it's like really i i don't believe that i don't believe you're a bad person if you've had those thoughts but yeah acknowledge them and and be okay and try to, to to educate yourself and fix them and that's what and, we're all and, trying to do, I, I guess, I hope. And, and my sort of, my sort of um, approach is, I as a you know white male of privilege and biased in whatever way I am, I, I just my Af- African American friends have to constantly school me, so I don't I don't feel in a position to say anything until my friends are there helping me. So let's leave it there. Let's leave it at that. Uh, and uh, I, I'm glad. I'm everything you're saying though. Actually, I think people should be happy about. Because you can't be anti-racist if you don't acknowledge that there's racism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't you can't go against something if you say it's not there. So you're saying, hey, I guess I didn't know, but I got same. By the way, to you should read. Please do me a favor. You want you want to get a taste of 
gaining some clarity. Read Frederick Douglass's biography. I'm, I'm, I keep saying this on most of my. Do you want? Do you read it? Yes. Yeah. No, but some. I just read a, um, a a guy on Reddit was talking about how it gave him so much perspective and taught him so much. Yes. And I put it down on my list. I'm yeah, please, please get to it. It's like uh, it's like the, the I, I like the scales fell from my eyes. I, I then I was immediately embarrassed and ashamed. So go read it and you see if that doesn't change your outlook for good. I would love to feel embar more embarrassed and ashamed than I already <laughs> do. Like I, because I think that spurs change. Yeah, yes, like, unless you feel uncomfortable with how you've been living and how you see the world, that, like, and there's no reason to change, like you said. So I'm actually, I like things that make me feel like, well, I don't, I don't feel that way. I don't do that. Like I like feel things that make me feel uncomfortable and make me feel ashamed. There's a couple of videos yeah. that have been circulating since Black Lives Matter that I've spread and said, "Watch this because it's going to make you uncomfortable," and that's how you should feel. And so I, I kind of, um, I like that stuff. Barbara, right somebody on my on my chat room here said, as Barbara says, as a woman of color, I fear for my future children in regards to racism. And, and there is a there is a I've noticed I've, I, I talked to Adolph Brown, who's a psychoanalyst, an African American gentleman. I'm going to do more with him because he has a, such a deep understanding of how our minds work, and I could really he and I had some very interesting conversation. But the one thing that something like Barbara saying that uh, and, and made makes me feel sad. And rather than us all getting um, organized around outrage and anger and shame and guilt, collective acknowledging how sad it is that barbara has to feel that way how sad it is that we have this history that's a common ground and and i would urge people to kind of i'm not saying all the other emotions are wrong i'm saying there's a common emotion in sadness that we could all kind of acknowledge and it, it's a it's a it, it, it's a has potential for growing out of it at least um yeah you're, and i'm getting very sad the whole conversation the, the fact that we're i know it's all so depressing I've yeah, been so depressed yeah recently and I, right. as a white girl in the suburbs of st louis i'm depressed so i can only imagine but yeah it's it's um what a time have you ever lived through anything even close to what we're no. going through i mean i i excuse me hang on a second we got to get susan to turn off her computer there we go uh i, I mean i live she's, through, yeah, she's I've watching through, another live so. i've been through <laughs> i've been through a lot of stuff by the way but before the mics heated up you heard her say you know who so a friend of mine called me and she went oh, which girlfriend is that calling you right Did you hear her say that nikki <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I swear yeah, yeah. to God. Oh, he, come on. I was joking. So here's the thought I have when she says this. And Nikki, as a woman, I want you to bear me bear up. Am I completely off my rocker or am I right on this? She's hoping that it's a girlfriend so she gets a hall pass. Oh, shit. That's, what, she, that's oh. what she's thinking. She's like oh, making a plan. Interesting. Because I'm so far from that. It. Why would she bring it up every I know, time but, I get a phone call? I know, but I made Nikki laugh. It's because it she's thinking good. if I could just get him <laughs> caught, then I can go do what oh, I want to do. Stop it. Nikki, you're a woman. Tell me if I'm right on this. Joke. Nikki? I think you're overanalyzing it. Oh, <laughs> Nikki, you don't so have to support just because you're. I do. Come on now. All right. <laughs> I do think it was an innocent, good joke, but I do know what you're saying where you're like, oh, you're making that joke because you want to do that. That's I get that. Right. But you're. Okay. you're I, that's a little. I, I don't. I don't know that that's where it was coming from. He but, thinks she doth protest too much. That's Dude, Shakespeare had it right. I thought I had a good delivery. <laughs> I, I was really proud of myself. You really did. Thank you. <laughs> and I like that Doctor Drew goes. Wait, which one? Because she goes at your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow. You can't keep them even straight. Which one? Do you know? The yeah. one you know about? I know. <laughs> oh, somebody, Monica wants to, Monica Ricci, our buddy says, wants to know who is your hall pass. I, I don't issue hall passes, everybody. I don't, that's not, I'm not in the business of hall passes. Uh, I don't think uh -huh. those work out very well. So. Yeah, you don't? I don't. Why, Nick? You disappointed that I don't, I don't I issue them? I had to change mine. I mean, Susan, oh, wait, who was yours, Susan? I had Robin Williams. But he was. But he passed on. Uh, oh, and then right. um, and then I moved over to Mario Batali. Then you had Anthony Bourdain. But oh, then wait. that Mario Batali. Mario Batali. She he goes could, from funny to food. You understand? He could do Crocs and cooking for eight hours, and I'd blow him. And then. Um, <laughs> but then, you understand we're going to be kicked off YouTube because of you. <laughs> do you understand that? Sorry. Okay. All right. And then, um, but then Mario things, Batali. It changed. Why? That changed after the Me Too thing. I uh, that changed. And, you um, could, and when you blew him, you could kneel on his Crocs and it would be like, <laughs> it would be like a padded. And then, because, you know, I like, I like interesting men that are funny or can cook. And then, but now, I don't know. I don't really have anybody. Maybe The Rock. Oh my God. Guy Fieri? What? No, no, wait. She had, who was the other one? You had somebody else. The Rock. Yeah, The Rock now. Um, the Rock. Mm. I know. What, what's, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Cass, uh, the name of the book I was talking about is it, it's a book. It's just it has big word Douglas on it, but it is Frederick Douglass's latest biography, and it is sensational. Uh, it's not his autobiography; it's a biography. It's right? a biography by a current modern uh, author, and it's very, very, very okay. good. It's very good. And uh, Monica was disappointed in you, Susan. She, you didn't, you didn't. <laughs> She, she did, you didn't resonate with any of your choices. I think she's disappointed in you because you don't have one. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Uh, oh, yeah. You need too many celebrities to have a hall pass, Dr. Drew. Your like, daughter's... You, you can't... You yeah, Susan, your daughter has now on the in the chat room going, I picked the worst day to listen to your stream. <laughs> and Paulina, I would absolutely agree with you. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, don't worry, Paulina. They're going to kick her off YouTube. Don't you worry. So, see, Nikki, you're not the only one that humiliates yourself. <laughs> so. I know. I'm so glad that there's another family that, uh, yeah, you you make your your children uncomfortable. I make my parents uncomfortable. Right. We just, make, we just spread around to all the generations. Well, let's yeah, also. I can't wait till I have kids. I feel like I know your parents personally after all the, the Instagram posts. Wait, wait. I just yeah. want to remind everybody that I was made a mockery of on who wants to be a millionaire, which oh, was I want, okay. great. I loved it. I laughed. So let's tell off. that story again. Let's tell that story. I was wondering if she wanted that story to be revisited. Uh, hang on a second. It was uh, hilarious. Uh, Andrew, I see your note about the inhaled remdesivir. Uh, did I get the video? I did not get the video, Mr. Ashkazvili. I don't. So I would love to see whatever you're talking about. Uh, maybe I did. I, I remember doing a little more research. I think I did. Yes, I did get it. Uh, uh, yes. Oh, the TED Talk video. I did get that. It was excellent. Excellent. Uh, and very uh, exciting, too, to see see what they're up to there. So, yes, I did get that, Andrew. Go ahead, Nikki. Tell the story. Um, I was on Susan's podcast uh, where she had a psychic on who was supposed to, like, talk to... Wait, slow down. Uh, slow down, Nikki. Nikki, slow down. Susan, you have, you, you have a psychic podcast? What? You know psychics? How weird. How weird is that? <laughs> It was a great concept. I don't really believe in psychics, 
but I was open to it. And the woman was trying to uh, drudge up someone that had died in my past to like maybe come through and speak to me. (laughs) (laughs) Just, (laughs) I I imagine ghosts in the past are like, uh, they get asked to do a podcast the same way I am. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they're kind of like, oh, I've done seven this week. Okay, yeah, I guess I can do it. Um, So no one was coming through. And then finally someone came through and the description just didn't fit anyone from my life. And, uh, but Susan was still in the room. And so she was like, wait a second, can I just hear more about this woman? Cause it sounds like my mom and the psychic told us more about her. And she was like, uh, you know, Su- Susan asked like, Oh my gosh, this sounds like my mom. Does she have like very long hair and she's smoking a cigarette and she's sweeping like she's uh, <laughs> vacuuming. And the woman goes, uh, the other two, but she actually has, um, it's like a short Bob cut. And Susan just goes, ah, oh, Mom cut her hair. (laughs) (laughs) And I just love the idea of your mom getting a haircut in heaven. Like, oh, I just didn't recognize her. Oh, she's lost some weight and she cut her hair. (laughs) It's so Uh, good. And it just, I, I, I do, I want to believe in that stuff, but to me, it was just an example of, um, and and I don't mean to humiliate you in that story at all, because I think so many people want to see their moms and want to connect with the dead and that they'll find any way to kind of well, make that person be I, the person I, I would, they want to I see. Would, I would argue, Nikki, that we've gotten to a point politically in this country where that's how people think politically, too. You know what I mean? No matter what position they're in, they will defend it when the facts are presented to them. I always think about the flat earthers. You know, oh, they, they, they went out and they bought this very expensive NASA you know, gyroscope that was going to prove that I forget exactly the specific science, but the the gyroscope would have to be off by a quarter degree every four hours or something. So they bought this incredibly expensive piece of technology. They went, we're going to prove to you the fir- f- the the Earth is flat. They looked at it, and it was off by a quarter of a degree. And they went, well, we're going to have to explain that. So so this is the point. Yeah. You you know, if, if you if you reason from conclusion which is I'm talking mm-hmm. to my mom, you'll find any way of justifying it. Or if the earth is flat, that's my conclusion. And any, any evidence has to be interpreted in the conclusion I've already made. And that's the way people are thinking politically these days too. They, they just get these, yes. they get things and no matter what evidence is presented to them, they use it to defend their conclusion rather than to modify their position. Right. Yeah. I, you're right. We have to like k- keep that in check at all times. Um, I can make I can make any man a narcissist in my mind. Like if I think a guy who's wow. hurt me or rejected me is, uh, I I, always, I either say they're gay or they're a narcissist or they'll never love anyone. And well, slow down. They that, do, that, if, even, it's, if it's in relation to you, that must be true. That's obviously true. That's obviously true. So yeah. you're, you're good on that. You're good. But but it's again it's a way right. make, it's How a way of, you reject me. It's a way of making yourself feel better. Bottom line, and so I uh, you know that, yeah. that's a, that's a little different. That's that's reasoning to defensively, right, to try to make yourself feel better, as opposed to the conclusion is it's kind of the same right. thing. The, with the I, I don't think you're this person that would say if somebody doesn't like me, therefore they must be. You're thinking I get, this feels mm-hmm. awful. I got to figure out why this happened, and you're making sense of it. It's a little different, yes, but yes. it's also a cognitive distortion, right? For all, I mean, who knows what the reality is, right? In those guys. I mean, they're- I'm unlovable. No. 
<laughs> See, that's the other problem is you start to go to these that's other places. That's the one I really use <laughs> so, and will use any evidence to support it. Uh, so anytime anyone gives me anything good about myself, I then say that they are stupid and I have fooled them. Right. So, so no so, one can ever convince me right. when I'm in depression mode and yeah, I hate yeah. myself and everything I've done is crap and it's all, I'm yeah. a fraud and I'm not funny and I'm not interesting, I'm not smart. Anytime someone goes, well, I, I think you are, then I go, well, then you're dumb and I've tricked you. Like they can't win. Yep. I, I, yeah, and I think, again, that's the same phenomenon, which is reasoning from a place of feeling, like I need to keep the, the feeling, d drive the thinking, right? And yes. I, I, because I have low self-esteem, I do the same kind of stuff. I will play the same, and certainly across my lifespan, I've played that game with myself, where you just, you, I, I'm more in the dismissing people that would be thinking good things because they must not understand. They might not, they just don't know what they're talking about. Or I've stroked their ego enough that they like me just because I'm so nice to them that they'll just convince themselves they like me no matter what. That's usually what I think of when people like someone like uh, you, who I respect, like likes me. I'm like, Dr. Drew likes me and thinks I'm interesting. Oh, he probably just does because I am nice to him or something. <laughs> and but then that that's that's stupid because you're not someone who's just likes anyone who's nice to you. Like I respect you enough. So it, it is the only way I know that I'm worth something is from like people I respect liking me. And thank God for that. Well, that's good. I, I mean, that's, that, I, I that's think self-esteem is it's shot. What about you? You just said you have low self-esteem. Yeah. I think people do you, I, I assume you've mentioned that before, but to yeah. me that comes as kind of a shock that you just admitted that as so, this so uh, yes so i look accomplished person so esteem gets set by about age five right and oh mm. and if you don't have the right whatever and some of it may be biological too you end up with one you know either higher low esteem uh and you can't really do much about it after that you can't really and what so, hang on uh, but so I have found it to be and it, it doesn't bother me anymore. I did enough therapy and that kind of stuff that it doesn't I'm aware that that's my orientation, but it's not a doesn't bother me. Right. But I actually use it as an asset because whenever anything goes wrong, I blame myself. Whenever there's something that needs to be improved upon, I look internally. I don't I don't assume any of it's out there. I assume it's all here because this is deficient. So I got to make it better. Right. And that's an asset that as opposed to people that constantly blame the world how you can't change the world you really can't change that you can only right. change what's going on in you so uh i i've i don't tell eric clapton that yeah, well Didn't and and to be and that's why they say the self <laughs> that's why they say the self-esteem movement has been a failure because it was a mistake i mean it's 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 you 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 miss a lot of unpleasant affect if you have higher self-esteem but to really strictly build up esteem without any um you know, any uh, need to build that esteem, you know, like, like doing things to help build the esteem, like accomplishing things in the world, that has, then there's a bunch of people that just think things should be coming to them and the world is the problem and that's that. Yeah. Oh, wait. I've, I've made a lot of strides since talking to you on your show. Well, the, uh, the, most, the, mo the deepest you and I got was on your show, remember? We did a whole oh, yeah. eating disorder thing. Are you, are you better since then? Uh, um, yeah, I'm actually uh, really good in that department. I mean, it's brought up other, other things, but that is doing better than it has in 18 years. So great. so grateful for that. But you're the one who really turned me on to 
emotionally focused therapy, which I went through a couple therapists and it took my time in finding someone, but I finally found someone who like, when I tell her my stories of life, she just looks at me like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that, mirror, yes. like starts That's to it. cry, and I'm like, "Why are you crying?" <laughs> and it's real. She's really feeling what I, what I should be feeling, and kind of mirror, like showing me that it's okay to feel that way, even as someone who's listening to my story, let alone someone who experienced it. So it's really taught me to be able to cry here and there. I, I am so happy for you because you see what she's doing. She's connecting. She's reflecting your feelings and metabolizing them in a form that you can take them back. And that connects yes. you. That connects you to your feelings, right? Oh, I'm so, I'm yes. so, so, so glad you're doing that. I would never have found her without you. I mean, I really went on this like uh, online thing, and I typed in emotionally focused therapy, and I found like the only woman in New York City who didn't do it for just couples, and and now she's my therapist, and I love her. Because it's it's sort of renowned for couples. I think we talked about this one point. It's you, you, it's well known to be very very effective with couples, but I'm here to tell you it works for people that are willing to do it um for, with the stuff you're dealing with very good is she still back in new york yeah she is in new york and we just facetime but it's it's powerful and every week i'm i cry and it just and, and then after our sessions i'm very emotionally open and it's still uncomfortable for me to to cry and to feel my feelings but sure. um It'll get better. Guess feelings uh, feelings have never killed anyone i i they i always hear that and i'm like really but uh, they haven't killed me yet so it just i never feel justified in crying you know that's my big problem is i think i i just like there's other people who are living sadder lives what are you crying about so i just feel ridiculous mm. um but uh, that's a very common feeling obviously but not even worthy of your feelings think about that mm, yeah uh, it's I just always feel so ridiculous crying because it's just unless you know if, if someone in my life very close to me died like for example I had a um, this was a thing that kind of came to fruition over the weekend I had a friend in high school who killed himself and I wasn't really close with him but we had gotten we had spent some time together a handful of times in the weeks leading up to his death I'm not saying that I caused it but now that I'm saying this I'm like yikes um no he we had spent some time and then he killed himself and no one in my life knew i was friends with him because i didn't document it he didn't come over the house to my parents house and i just when i wanted to cry about it i was just told you didn't even know him what are you crying about and so i just tucked it away and then this weekend i found out i was mentioned in his suicide note and i burst out crying when i found that out because i was like there's evidence that I, that I meant something to him and he meant something to me. And I had no idea that that was there and, and, and why I needed that to be able to cry. I don't know because I was sad. You know, if you're sad, you're sad. Why do you need to be, have your name in a suicide note? But for some reason that was like, okay, finally I can cry 18 years later about this thing that really upset me back then. But I didn't, I didn't feel justified. I would keep looking, keep mining whatever's going on there because it feels profound. I don't know quite what it all is, but it feels kind of profound. So good for you. I will. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody has a question for us, uh, for you rather. Let's get to it. Where'd she go? There she is. Uh, This is he. It's Dwayne. One sec. Hi, Dwayne. Hey, Dr. Jew. How are you? I'm good, buddy. You got something for Nikki? 
Yeah, Nikki, a uh, big fan of your mom's house. Uh, you, you keep bringing up uh, every now and then how someone, uh, there's this guy that you're on again, off again, and then uh, I'm just curious, how's that going? I think you're hopping oh, on that yeah. I think not? you're talking about the guy she called when we were on Millionaire, <laughs> right? That's exactly who it was. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, nothing's going on there. He watches my Instagram story once in a while, but um, I've truly given up on him in terms of any kind of like lasting partnership. And that's a good step. But um, would I change my mind if he did? Uh, probably. But I'm not like looking at my Instagram story, seeing if he saw it anymore. I don't think about him at all. He's a nice guy, but um, I probably only liked him because he was unavailable to begin with. Hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm uh, starting to realize. And yeah, he lives in New York, and I and I don't plan on living there anytime soon, so it wouldn't work out anyway. I thought you were going back to New York. No, I mean, what's there to go back to? Oh, I don't. Wow. I. There's no comedy clubs. That's what I moved there for is comedy clubs and restaurants. So I just, I just, uh, I had an apartment that I got March 1st and I just found someone to sublease it and I'm shipping all of my furniture to St. Louis and wow. maybe starting over here. Wow. Now you were in Los Angeles for a while too, right? Yeah. I think I'll eventually go to LA this winter, but for now I'm just, I think I might just stay here uh, and see what happens. I'm trying to sell a reality show. I don't know. I'm just, now that stand up isn't happening, I'm just like, what else can I do? Be, don't don't put any roots in uh, Los Angeles. California is a shit show. <laughs> oh my god! It's, really? It's, oh, Tim, what's going on? What do you mean by that? I'll tell you oh, in a minute. No. Tim, go ahead. Okay. Hey, uh, Dr. Drew. Yes, yeah. I was curious. Uh, what do I do? Because I'm, I think I'm suffering from a low grade anxiety because of all this nonsense going on. I, I think and, uh, I think low grade anxiety would characterize the collective unconscious right now. I think we're all experiencing. And Nick, you've got anxiety stuff, right? You have anxiety disorder. Yeah, I do too. And so it, this this current, the COVID, not being able to see the future, the unhappiness, the unrest, mm -hmm. it is a recipe for anxiety. I can't imagine how anybody doesn't feel anxious with all this going on. So yeah, I, and but I think that's uh, beginning to uh, dive into somewhat of a uh, depressed state of course of also, course and so then that's yeah. what happens is that depression can cause anxiety and depression and anxiety can lead to depression can you 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 feel them right nikki yeah i mean it's i'm already a depressed person and this is definitely making it so much worse but uh and you're right i think when you have a call with someone and you go how are you and they go great you just go what how could you? Right. You're not. No one's great right now. But not to make your your problem sound like we're all suffering. But I, for some reason, that helps me to know that everyone, no matter how happy they look on Instagram, everyone's kind of depressed right now. Hey, speaking of what else can I do? You said out loud. Uh, somebody here, Lauren, has a great suggestion for you. Uh, call the producers of The Mass Singer. You should do The Mass Singer. That's a lot of fun. I've been dying to do that show. Why don't you call them? I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're going on. I I have heard rumors that they might not continue because it's expensive and they need an audience and they're running well, out of they, people. You could just. We're, well, we're all wearing masks now, so. I know it's not so unique, but uh, seriously, you should. What should uh, that guy do? Huh? What should that guy do? I, it, it, it's, What's your first step when you have your first? Like these people who are just normally happy are suddenly experiencing depression for the first time what's the first step i don't even know okay so the first step is 
nutrition and sleep. The second step is sunlight and exercise. And then it's about connection with other people, particularly people that you care about and care about you. And then it's about purpose. And, and I would argue that the lack of purpose is what really is getting to people. They, they don't have work. They don't have, they're stuck without their usual contacts or, or you know, yeah. it, and then you can't, I, when people need hope and in that hope, they need to be able to see the future. And I don't know about you. I mean, so just we're kind of talking about it. what should I do? What else can I do? I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Right. And, and that's for me really hard. That's been the hardest part about this whole thing. It's just suddenly like the future looks kind of foggy and gray and I can't figure out what, what's out there. I don't like that. I don't like it either. I'm trying to stay in today more than ever because uh, more than ever, you can't predict what tomorrow is going to be like. Things keep changing. I keep booking gigs. Like I have a gig uh, a week from now in Utah, in Salt Lake City, and uh, I think it's going to happen. But DL Hughley collapsed on stage last week, and now everything's changing. I mean, it's day, day by day. If I could make a suggestion to, I forget his name, but you know, obviously meditation. Uh, meditation worked wonders for me for my depression so, and it's i know yeah. that it's daunting and people feel like overwhelmed by it but right so, I, so love it. I i think there's mindfulness where it's sort of the general category of mindfulness and meditation has been so popular lately uh as a panacea like it's going to work no matter what's going on it's going to help you going to help you going to help you it turns out that's not true that some people uh -huh. get more anxious and more depressed by by mindfulness. Now, I, I'm not saying mindfulness is not good. Probably 80, 90% of the time it is good. So your advice is quite solid. But what I, what I want to be sure to say is if you're one of these people that kind of gets worse when you try to do it, uh, usually that's PTSD or some sort of trauma stuff. And so be very careful. Don't, don't demand that you necessarily uh, use uh, mindfulness meditation, though it is recommended. Let's get another call from yeah. Phil, Philip. Philip, what's up, man? Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey, Hi, Ms. Glazer. Hey. Um, Dr. Hello. Dr. Drew, I have a quick question for you. Hello. Um, our previous episode, you said that with you know COVID-19, uh, the financial effects of it, um, there's been more uh, deaths of despair and uh, that demographic, uh, or that statistic, rather. So my question is, could the exact opposite be happening with COVID at the same time? with um, people that would be dying from other ailments. So, for example, like heart disease. A person has liver heart disease, but, the, but then they get uh, COVID and they pass away from that. And it goes down as a COVID-19 death. But it could be argued that they would have passed away anyways. In the right. Next, so next so there is there is a lot of that. Um, there is a lot of that, Philip. That, that and, and, and people yeah. are dying of heart disease, but they happen to have had COVID, so it's being called COVID. So, yeah, there's a lot of that. But here's a piece of data that no one tells you that really is something people should think about. I, I was looking this up a couple days ago. Nick, and I, I just, I'm going to fill up and put you on hold and have you listen along. Uh, Nikki, what's the average length of stay after someone is admitted to a nursing home before they pass away? What's the average duration of time? Let's say you're getting wow. on, and we have to put you, and nursing homes, again, these are hospitals, not not. Uh, independent living facilities or condominiums or assisted living nursing homes, which is a nursing, 24-hour nursing supervision. What, the average. Average length of stay before death after you've been admitted. 18 months. Six months. Six months. So the vast, vast, vast majority of COVID Jesus. deaths are nursing home patients. Think about that. 
think about that, who would have died within, in the majority would have died within the next six months anyway. So Ooh. this is important. When this whole thing broke up, that's what broke out. It's one of the things that I was getting a little freaked out about. I'm like, we don't put 80-year-olds on ventilators. You don't put 85-year-olds on ventilators because they don't survive. And if they survive, you make them the most miserable human on earth for about six months, and then they die. It, it really is horrible when you do that to people. And I don't understand. Maybe the laws change in certain states or something where doctors are forced to do this. But th this needs to be thought about. And I, I've said it before in the stream. This is an opportunity for everybody to think about making their end-of-life wishes known to the people around them. Like, do you want everything done? Do you want ventilators? Do you want, you know, where do you want the line to be drawn? And do you ever want to be in a nursing home? My, I, I'm on the record, Nikki. If, if I get so neurologically impaired or so physically impaired that I need to be turned by two people, I need an institution to turn me around and wipe my ass, forget it. Stop feeding me. Just let me go. Roll me do, off a pier. Yeah, don't don't put me in a nursing home. And I'll be fine. Just Carmel, just stop feeding. Mario Batali. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the but um, the Batali hall pass. They won't do that, Doctor Drew. Would they do that? Would they actually follow that request and just be like, "Sorry, we're gonna"? I mean, they have to keep rolling you over and wiping your ass. No, no, no. You can tell your family, "Don't put me in a nursing home. Get, get hospice. Don't feed me. I'll be fine." Now you can do that. Right. That you can do what's called palliative care, which is m making the end of life dignified. Make the end of your life as wonderful and dignified as the rest of your life. Don't make it a house of horrors, which we in the medical system we can do. Trust me, I used to do it all the yeah. time because people demanded it. But and don't you have to go into a a place for hospice? No, hospice can be done at anywhere, home, anywhere you so, want. Hospice uh, is a team that shows yeah, up. Yeah, but but then. Hospice is a team that shows up. But do up. they stay 24 hours they, a day? At, towards the end, they will. They'll give you a nurse. Mm -hmm. I need to know this. So when when that happens to me, thank you. Yeah. She, uh, Nikki, I told you she's preparing. Nikki, hold down. She's preparing. <laughs> yeah. She's preparing. Now, now, if something, if there's any funny business or any weird misadventure that goes on here, I want you to witness for me, and I want you to call the FBI. Do you understand? I'm scared. I'm scared your back's gonna go out temporarily, and she's gonna be like, "See, you can't roll over. It's the end." I can't, I'm gonna outlive no, the I mean, guy. Okay, just so you know, I have to take care of him. She, she, he's well, putting the shit on me. And talk to you in a podcast. She, 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 she I'll, I'll come with a haircut, uh, but you, she will, she will hasten the demise. Trust me. Uh, so I, I didn't ask for pillow therapy. I asked for no nursing home and, right. and no okay. ventilators. A little bit different. Right. A little bit different. Don't give me any okay. ideas, Nikki. I'm counting on you. <laughs> Keep watch my back. Woo. I'll wash your back too uh, <laughs> when you need it. <laughs> oh my I God. recently gave my, I, I wrote an email with all of my passwords in it or not an email, but I sent a, or I, I, I just wrote it in my dad's computer with all of my passwords so that if something happens to me, my parents can like access all of my work and, you know, and my Google drive and everything because I don't, I heard some story of a girl dying in a car accident and her parents were trying to unlock her phone just to see her last pictures and just to see your last text. And Apple will not give that information over no matter what. I know. So I gave them my phone password, my email, every, my Tinder. I'm like, swipe for me in the future, you know, in the afterlife. 
um, I give them everything. And they're like, this is really weird for you to do it. I'm like, but accidents happen, you know? So it's good to have. No, you, you need, it's, it's need, it, you need to make your wishes known and your, you know, and pl plan. Do it's you have just, a last will and testament? I think I do. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I have stuff like that, but I don't, you know, I want to, I want to even tell people which pictures to use at my funeral. Like the one that is on the, the next year casket. Like I know they're going to pick one that I'm, that I hated from this promo shoot I did four years ago. I, you know, like they put is on it, posters. To is it this it. one? Show the one that we have. <laughs> no, I like that one. That's from Dancing with the Stars. Okay, okay. sultry and ready, okay, ready okay, to get good. kicked off first. All right, good, good, good. Yeah, and and by the way, if you go on the Mass Singer, you, you'll even if you get kicked off first, like I did, you'll have fun. You'll have fun. It's, it really is a very. Oh, you you were on it. Yeah, you didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. No, I didn't. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Did you you uh, look up look up Drew Eagle, and you'll see. He was a bird, Nikki. Can you oh my gosh, ride I up your alley? It. Well, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, right, I was a bird. Maybe um, Caleb can play a little bit for him. Yeah, he's going to look for it. He's going to play a little Did bit they know video. it was you? Did they figure out it was you? Oh, no, they, it was really bizarre because, you know, I know Ken and Jenny very, very well. And uh, Ken, before you knew Ken, I knew Ken as a doctor. And I used to have him, wow. I used to have him fill in for me on Loveline. He was a very good, very smart, very good doctor. And he, I'm up there in this crazy getup you'll see in a second. And um, he goes, uh, I know who you are. I used to fill in on your show. You have a talk show. You're Craig Ferguson. <laughs> I was like, you're in the mask being like, I'm God. I'm and, then, wait, and then Jenny, who I know even better, goes, I'm thinking this oh, the radio, they're talking about listening radio. I think you're Adam Carolla. And I was like, you got all the way to Adam, and you couldn't do one little step further. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? What um, did you sing? I sang a... Well, I had a, I had a really... Okay. So I used to sing opera when I was a kid. And I noticed... In, I used, and so I started singing like national anthems for like the Kings and the Dodgers and stuff just for fun. Oh, my God. And, and, and I noticed that my mid-range was just gone. It just all of a sudden it was like... And my vocal quality had changed. So I went to see an ENT and I had a varicy on my cord and I had hemorrhage and I had reflux. I had all these vocal cord problems. And they're like, oh, dude, we need to do laser, but that'll be three weeks of vocal silence. And I'm like, I, I can't do any of this. So we went into sort of a vocal rehab program and vocal coaches started showing up at our house every day. And by the way, they make steroids you, or something. Steroid. Then we take steroids. Wow. And, and, and they, by the way, they have these um, very stringent non-disclosures and, and our kids didn't know what was going on. And, and my son's like, what, what's with these coaches coming in? And we're like, I, I'm going to sing for the Dodgers. Don't worry. It's no big deal. And then she started showing up every day and I was like, you better sign this paper. I had him sign the non-disclosure too. So, yeah. but, so as we were preparing, they are like, you're going to be the Eagle, right? So I go, oh, I'll be doing like Anthem and maybe I'll do some Sinatra or some Bu Michael Buble or something. I, I learned about 20 songs. And then I put the costume on, and it's like this crazy rock eagle. And I'm like, oh, no, I, I have to sing something kind of rock that for sure. And I don't sing rock. So and then a whole nother adventure ensues. And I ended up singing a meatloaf song. So Oh, my God. Uh, Wait, you train you trained and learned songs. I mean, how long were you doing that for prior to? Yeah, you know, you know, I, I it didn't take me that because I I had sung, so to, for me to lead to yeah. learn stuff was was pretty easy. Um, it, the harder part was getting my chords back in order, 
Um, so I, I started in June, probably the second week of June, and we filmed like second week of July, something like that. Or maybe I think I did oh, about wow. six weeks of prep because because I, I when I realized I had oh, a, fun. I realized I had a problem. I was like, oh, we gotta we gotta work on this. Uh, and then the songs, I just you know was picking stuff I wanted to sing, so I learned a bunch of stuff. It, there's a whole mess on that show in terms of how they deal with. Uh, music clearances and who sings what and mm -hmm. oh my god it's that part was craziness um yeah do you have i anything? love those shows oh here's a picture i'm getting a Nikki. picture here he's gonna put a picture up for you of the whole there it is oh there's the eagle oh my gosh and then well that's, oh, that's when cool you know at the end they take your mask off and then they make you sing again so that's the yeah. one on the right and the left was the actual <laughs> it's crazy that's so fun. That I would so love to do that show. I I mean, I did Dancing with the Stars and I did not, when I got asked, I was like, oh God, I have to do this show because I'm not going to turn it down because it's just so weird and fun. Yeah. But it was the hardest thing I've ever done and it was the best show I've ever been on. I, I loved it. It was more different than anything I've ever done. And um, I, I think, I, I, I I think you, would, you would like this. To get back on. I think you would like this too. It's, it's very similar. It, it, it's a whole world you sort of enter into and it's very well done. They do yes. an amazing job. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a question here from uh, Julie in Huntington Beach. I want to get to her real quick. She wants to we'll do a little homeless talk here. Hi, Julie. Hi, how are you? We are good. <clears throat> what do you got? Um, Okay, so um, I represent a very large uh, community within my town of Huntington Beach, California, that are um, seeing the increase of homelessness happening everywhere, just mm. lots of transients and lots of just people sitting there saying that they have mental disease and that they've got this and that and, you know, and they're just smoking pot just in the, you know, areas, the public areas and right by the pier and I mean, they, they come in droves and they just hang out and they're just everywhere. And, you know, us taxpayers that have gorgeous properties that have invested, you know, in our beautiful place are aggravated because, you know, these people are just sitting there and the police officers aren't doing anything about it because of the laws that are currently in place. Right. That, that is, that's Drew, the, you're, you're zeroing in on the problem. The problem is the, the laws. That's the problem. Please can't right. do a thing. And what I saw from what you were talking about, how how deeply you feel about um, changing the laws mm -hmm. in order to help the people yep. that have these diseases that are choosing to do the drugs and not choosing to take the medication that they need to get healthy, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's within their right to just basically not be healthy and sit around and beg from us. Um, that are just trying to enjoy our day because we've been working really hard all week long. All we want is just a nice view and to enjoy our meal without getting hassled. Well, you're just um, you're just getting a, a, a tiny little taste of what we've been dealing with up here for quite some time. Um, and it, yeah, it, you're, it gets you're very in LA, I guess. Yeah, or? it gets very dangerous for everybody. It gets very dangerous for all eventually. Sure. Um, so and, um, I know I'm in Huntington Beach is nothing compared to what you guys are dealing with in LA. Right. So let, let's New York we're, and we're you know, gonna, other major concentrated cities. Yeah. So we'll talk. Let's talk about it a little bit. So, so is Nikki, this what you were referring to, Dr. Drew? It was. It was. It's one of the symptoms I was referring to. Is that in California right now? If you want to steal, we'll look the other way. If you want to do drugs, that's legal. Jails, we don't really need those. Sanitation, that's not a concern of our, our government. Rats, who cares? 
Uh, destroying property, not a big deal. Uh, assault, well, unless it's with a deadly weapon. Uh, and then, you know, what did he really mean? It that that's California right now. You, you there is there you can do essentially anything, and uh, people will look the other way. And it's creating uh, a mess. It's creating a mess. And the the people, the most vulnerable, are the ones getting hurt the most. So the the mentally ill right now are accumulating on the streets, the drug addicts and the mentally ill. So we now have open air asylum and open air shooting gallery. And that's what we get. That's the state. That's the state of California. And my, you know, my, these are my patients. I, I know this population so, so, so well. And they're coming from all over the country because you can steal to support your habit and you can use uh, unmolested. You can even traffic. You can even traffic in drugs. They, they know exactly how much to carry and how to traffic and stuff. And um, that's it. And the cops can't do a thing. They just sit there and try to, you know, give them naltrexone when they overdose. And that's about it. I've been all over the state. I went to Sacramento and looked at what was going on there. They have, they have, like, they have meth gangs. It's really kind of interesting in Sacramento what's going on. It's, it's worse than almost anywhere else. But it's, it's a mess. And, it's, and people in, Cal in Los Angeles, they're dying at the rate of three a day. Three a day are dying on the streets from the neglect. And unless we change some laws, uh, there's no way to help these people. There's just no way, and they're all going to die. And and I I would argue that's extremely racist policy. Just look at who's on the streets, and uh, if we really want to help them, uh, we need to show a little willpower and help them. By the way, these people, these people, the folks, when you do treat them and they come off the streets, they are pissed when they look back and go, "You left, you left me in that state on the streets. Why? Why did you leave me like that?" It's it's kind of extraordinary. So. Here we are. What are the laws? What 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 are you talking about? What so laws? so Prop forty seven, Prop fifty seven, uh, make drugs legal, make trafficking legal, and make stealing legal. So all the drug addicts come, and then something called the Lantern and Petrus Short Act, which is the fifty one fifty. You know, the Hold Act is does yeah. not it, it only it only allows you to hold somebody against their will if they're going to say i'm going to kill myself and here's how i'm going to do it or i'm going to kill somebody and here's how i'm going to do it that's the only way you can hold them anymore when in fact that we should modify that to include certain states of lack of insight and gravely disabled where you can take people for in a week and re and reconstitute them you can really get them back and you just can't do it unless you can hold them in a place and get, get them get them treated. I mean, and the, the insanity to me is if that were a dementia illness and you didn't do it, you'd be guilty of neglect. But for a psychiatric illness, oh, can't touch that. Can't touch that. Right. If a demented patient were walking around talking to him or herself or were, you know, making horrible choices and couldn't feed them, whatever, you and you didn't bring them into a hospital, oh, my God, can you imagine the outrage? But a schizophrenic with the exact same symptom complex, oh, well, who are you to say? It's pretty crazy, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and is this only been exacerbated by everything that's I, I, by COVID? I, I mean, has it just gotten worse? It's, worse? It, it has gotten worse. Uh, in, in some ways, it's gotten better because they because what happened was the um, – the dealers got scared, and so the drug supply dried up very quickly. And so guess what? People suddenly became willing to go inside. So a bunch of them were put in hotel rooms and things around town. And, and that's been actually a very successful, as far as I can tell, move. But uh, I think they moved about four or 5,000 of the 65,000 we have. So um, wow. it, it's it's we there's been a little move in the right direction. And then all this talk about defunding the police and then funding mental health services – 
No one has discussed it with anyone in mental health. No one. So what it is they want to do and how we're going to do it, they better help us change the laws or there will not be anything done. So here we go. It's, it's, you it's, have hope. it's infuriating. What's that? Do you have hope? I, I've tried not to think about it through this whole thing because I've gotten so frustrated, so, so, so frustrated that um, I, I had enough depressing me. I didn't want to think about it. Uh, now I'm starting yeah. to think about it again. I, I feel sort of overwhelmed when I think about it. I don't know if I feel hopeful or not. It's it's rough, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, on that happy note, geez. <laughs> yeah, let's see what else is going on on the... Uh, Sorry, Nikki. I, I knew you. Let's see. Uh, I love that. I'm looking at this chat to see if anybody has any questions for us. Uh, after permanent coma or near death, let's see what this is. Uh, which body organs and processes never really come back, even with therapy or other treatments like the intestine bowel and so on, is something I want to consider as a young person who doesn't want to be in a coma for 30 years after a car accident. Yeah, brain is what doesn't come back. Brain. Once your brain goes... That's it. But your body can we can we can we can keep everything else going as sort of a like a like what we call a physiological prep. Like if we cut your head off and we just kept the rest of it going with machines, we can kind of do that. So uh, you shouldn't want to live on past brain death. I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, Nikki, I'm sort of uh, upset having talked about the uh, so uplifting. Yeah, can I, I know. Ask I'm you a question. Yes, go ahead. <clears throat> I'm trying to quit uh, caffeine, and I just want to hear your thoughts about caffeine addiction. Um, it's one of the lesser addictions, right? It's not really a stimulant. It's a derepressor. It uh, hits the adenosine system, so it, it lifts off the brakes, and that's what makes it feel like a stimulant. People do get headaches. People do miss it. We're highly ritualized around it. I mean, Dr. Drew, I tried to quit it the other day, and I quit for 20 minutes. And then I was like, <laughs> so, screw this. It, it literally was 20 minutes because I got so depressed. Like, I felt, I felt, uh, I, I crawled back into bed after um, I ate breakfast because I was like, there's no reason to even be up. I mean, it really affected me emotionally. Uh, Nikki, I've been watching. As soon as I got out and had some coffee, I felt better. Be because I am a coffee, coffee abuser, uh, I've been watching the literature on it very, very, very carefully for many years. And there is seems to be no downside, and there seems to be lots of upside, including reducing your risk of Parkinson's and dementia. So okay. why stop? I mean, if it really makes because you happy. Because anxiety, I feel like, what if it's making me depressed? But if it, I don't like depending on anything. I don't like anything that I can't, you know, I really discovered that I was dependent on it during this quarantine because what reason do I need to be awake all day? I was right. like, oh, I'll quit coffee because I, I don't need it. I get and it. And now, and it's not an option. It just, no matter what time of day, I, I, I want it. And it, um, I think it's an appetite suppressant. I think it like helps it, 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 it makes everything off whack. I just, the stuff I've read about it makes me feel like the people I've read about who have quit it and been able to, uh, overcome the, 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 um, what's it called? The, the grip, the, when the you have the, Desire. Yeah, the grip or the the when you quit quit something and the, the withdrawal, um, the withdrawal. The, you get the, the withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Yes, uh, which are really, I mean, 
I, I just couldn't believe how bad the withdrawal symptoms are yeah, for it. They can be I, I really what, what about it. what about? I mean, it's it's you know, I'm I'm a big believer in cold turkey and pretty much all addictions, but th- but coffee doesn't really fit an actual Oof. classical addiction model. So what about just cutting down? Why, why could you think you could limit yourself? Yeah, I think I'm going to start replacing it with decaf and and cutting down. But okay. my worry is that it's just so ubiquitous and everyone does it, and I just peer pressure. Starbucks pressure. I keep getting gift cards. I just, I just don't think that there's any way that it's my last vice, you know, yeah. that and pot. I'm also trying to quit smoking pot, which I would also like to hear your thoughts on that. Well, that has much more consequence. Um, I mean, obviously if somebody, really? well, if somebody's smoking, wait, well, what are you doing? How much are you doing? I take like, uh, I would say like seven hits a day. Yeah, so daily cannabis, daily anything, right? Can can if you were doing it once a week or something, I'd be like, ah, right, whatever. But but daily exposure to alcohol or cannabis or benzodiazepines, if you daily exposure is not a good thing. Now, right. it, to to things that have a direct effect on the brain, I, I'm letting coffee stand over to the side because it's not doesn't have a direct effect on the brain. Um, nicotine also doesn't look like it's harmful done on a daily basis, though it's highly addictive. But these other drugs, I mean, you can measure changes in people's cognition and their moods and their, you know, and their biology uh, if you're exposed to these things on a regular, regular, regular basis. And it it tends to be cumulative. Not everybody gets cumulative effects, right? We all know, you know, Grandpa Joe that drank bourbon every night his whole life, or we all know some college professor that smoked pot every night for his entire life and has had no effect. Yes, that, that that's out there. But generally speaking, it, the the brain is such things that have those kinds of effect on the brain, central nervous system depressants particularly, and, and those that have any kind of toxic influence on the brain, hallucinogens, stimulants, psychostimulants. It, it gets very concerning. It's a pretty delicate instrument, and it can have sort of effects that you're not aware of that sort of accumulate. Yeah, I think that's why I got to a point where I was like, I need to quit doing this because although I wasn't feeling the, I actually, I get energy from smoking pot. I want to go on a run and create and that's do a podcast and call my friends. Interesting. I find, I find almost like, a, you know, when I've done Ritalin before in college to like write a paper, that's how I feel. I feel very amped. I want to clean. I want to create. Do you, have you ever then, taken, hang on a second. Have you ever taken a, an opiate? Uh, yeah, I, I, they don't really, you don't get the same never, thing because some people get a stimulant from the opiate too. That's not you. Uh, no, I think I would be really into them if they, if they gave me that, because that's, I want, I want that kind of, um, energetic high. Yeah, yeah. Like downers so, so, and that's an, that's, that's an unusual effect of cannabis, right? So maybe you're not going to have the same consequence from it. Right. I mean, every biology is a right. different. And I was thinking that, and I really didn't feel any harm in doing it, but I feel like my cognitive abilities have diminished in terms of, like, I couldn't think of the word withdrawal two minutes ago. Now, is that because I just couldn't think of it, or is that because I smoked too much pot? I don't know. I do know, however, that I'm just feeling slower cognitively, and that also might be a symptom of being not performing as much, being in, being inside all day living with my parents, not talking to as many people. So yeah. I'm just going to test it and see. Today is I'm going to smoke no pot for a week and see what happens. Yeah, see what I, you're just going to screw your sleep up. You're going to have fucked up sleep for a while to what, prepare, okay. for, prepare for that. I 12 but, hours well, last night. Well, yeah. I'm going to say maybe not, though, because you've had this stimulant thing. Maybe it'll go the other way. I, I you know, it, yeah, this, my- this is the thing about these chemicals. They, they are very idiosyncratic in how they affect people, right? 
It's really interesting mm-hmm. how it's affecting you. Um, uh, so I'm looking at people as people have lots of thoughts, and some people are having a similar thing to what you're having. Is there a particular pot? Is it sativa that's giving you the stimulant? Um, I smoke it all, and it all does the same thing for me. I, I really have never found a difference between the strains, and um, it's it really is so motivating. It's like coffee to me. It's the same as a, a strong cup of coffee. Very but, interesting. But makes but you know what it does, Dr. Drew? It makes me blissfully happy. Like it <laughs> really gives me an opioid type feeling of. Uh, you know, I can have this intense depression and I can smoke one hit of weed and I suddenly feel grateful for my parents. I love my dog. There's this like overwhelming sense of gratitude that I get from it. And of course there's always, you know, the fall later, a couple hours later, I'll feel like a little bit tired and sluggish, but then I smoke again and I feel happy again. Mm, and that, uh, that's hard I, just, to, I don't it, like anything making me happy. It's hard. <laughs> I don't. I, I insist on not being happy. Well, that that, but that's hard to break, right? Yeah. When, when you love something like that, it's hard to break it, right? It's really is. So I'm going to experiment with a week uh, of not doing it and see where I'm at, um, and and go it, from there. If you but. can, if you can control it to just occasional exposure, I would imagine that'd be no big deal. Um, but, that's probably what I'll try to do. Yeah. But I'm not good at. It's all or nothing for old glazed dog over here. <laughs> glazed dog. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I that's what I sometimes call myself. Let's do one one I? more call here from uh, <laughs> Lenore Glazed Dog. Hi, Lenore. Oh, hi, Dr. Drew. I'm so happy to talk to you. I'm, you well. I'm a recovering addict. Oh. I have twenty over twenty years mm-hmm. sobriety. And congratulations. And I have macular degeneration. So I'm reading I'm listening to books on tape and I'm listening to yours right now. Um and I just wonder, like, during this COVID, you know, like, I do, like, 40 dishes a day. I walk 20,000 steps. I go to meetings on Zoom. And um, I don't drink coffee that much. And am I OCD? Um, Usually addicts have some OCD and some ADD, ADHD. So there's probably some of that in there, right? And what that's okay as long as it's not right. as long as it's not hurting you, or distressing you, causing you problems with functioning, that kind of thing. It's fine. <clears throat> and I'm working with others. I answer yeah. the helpline. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. I'm sorry about the math. I, I relate to you. Here comes Nikki. I I relate to hi, feeling Nikki. guilty about. Do, hi there. I congrats on your recovery. I I relate to. Being feeling like you're addicted to Zoom meetings and feeling like judging yourself for these kind of compulsive behaviors that ultimately aren't that harmful, right, Dr. Drew? No, it's but, good. These are good. Addicts kind of you can yeah. use it for good. <laughs> and the Zoom meetings were, turned out to be very effective for addicts and alcoholics. It was surprising to me. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes, I found I found recovery during uh, COVID mm. in, in the form of Zoom meetings, and mm-hmm. I. I don't imagine that I would have been able to, you know, first of all, address my problems if it wasn't for the quarantine or have so much um, connection to other people. Thank wow. God for Zoom. And I hope they continue after um, this all lifts. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Agree. That is very, very cool. Um, thanks, Lenore. Congratulations. Um, well, Nikki, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to do a little, unless you want to hear my little COVID analysis here. Do you want to, you want to stay with me on that? Sure, I'll hear it. All right. So you hear, um, first of all, I'm waiting for the University of Washington to update their data. They have not updated their graphs in like 11 days, which is a, what's what's the date today? The 19th, 20? 
11 days during COVID is like 11 years. Seconds. It's a 20 seconds. So it's 11 days since they last updated their data. And that's that's wow. like the longest they've gone almost this entire outbreak. So I don't know what's going on at uh, University of they Washington. They all died of COVID. No, 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 no. They're all fine. I oh talked to Dr. God. Murray a week ago. And 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 what Dr. Murray said was that this there this is... I have a bunch of questions still for him, but that he admitted, he agreed that if this virus just sort of cruises along like it's been, it's actually better than if it spikes and goes away. So the fact that we're sort of living with this thing at a low burn, and now there's all this uh, consternation in the press. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, outbreak, outbreak, outbreak. No, no outbreak. Florida is where a lot of the attention is right now. Let me let me read the numbers in Florida. A, no change in death rate, but you could argue that's coming in a couple of weeks, but no change in death rate, no change in hospitalization rate. Since the demonstrations, uh, which is, you would expect to see some spikiness with right. the demonstrations. It's been over two weeks. That's right. And with us going out and moving about, there's going to be some spikiness. So here it is since the 14th, 2,000, 3,000, 2,000, 3,000, uh, 3,000. 3,000. Three, four thousand, four thousand, three thousand. Where is the spike? It's more. They're in the in the three to four thousand range. They used to be in the twenty two hundred range, but it's not affecting hospitalization. They are testing more. They are picking up more, and it's being picked up more in younger people, which are milder illnesses. So but I heard a I heard a soundbite on CNN that the hospitals are over. You know, yep. some doctor was saying we're we're being inundated with patients. Yep. But I'm I don't sure, know if I'm it's sure true. they're being I'm sure they're seeing a rap a flow but they're 20 to 30 year olds of young people who are not being admitted to the hospital. Uh, I, I'll update hopefully tomorrow when I get the graphs from University of Washington. I hope they give them in by tomorrow. Yeah. A, and they're all asymptomatic. Right. Well, not all of them, but yeah. But, are, go ahead. Well, a lot of them aren't deaths. What we should be focused on, or as opposed to hospitalizations and death, is all that really matters. Hospitalizations, that, yes, yeah, yeah, hospitalizations yeah, exactly. and death. I mean, the whole nobody ever intended to reduce the total number of cases or reduce the total number of deaths. That was never a goal. The goal was to flatten the curve to be sure that the healthcare delivery system was not overwhelmed. And we did it. We achieved it. And it's now going along at a slow burn, which it's going to continue. And as we move about, it's going to get a little hotter. It's going to burn a little more. But there's no evidence of any explosive outbreak. Dr. Fauci has said there will be no explosion. He's also said there will be no further lockdowns. There seems to be sort of a weird threat in the press that we're going to have to lock down. No, we will We will. We will catch these cases. We will isolate them. We will isolate their contacts. And there may be some little outbreaks here and there that become a little more serious. That could happen. And we will contain them. Uh, right now, I, I can't see much of it. Certainly, there's no rate of change increase. There's like a little, a little, little more positive slope in some areas, but no asymptotic, no parabolic change. It's just a slight uptick, which... How could there not be an uptick? How could there not be an uptick with tens of thousands of people in the streets and all of us moving about more and not being perfect with the masks? Please wear your masks, everybody. They clearly work, and that will reduce the these things from becoming a any kind of conflagration. Uh, let me. I want to go back to our chat, Nikki, to see if anybody has any questions about that. Uh, 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 uh. People are going to the gym. Have you been to the gym yet? No, I haven't. I uh, but I have friends who are personal trainers, and they're they're back at work. 
I went to gym a w- over a week ago, like 10 days ago. I did not get COVID from mm-hmm. it. Uh, and it was a little uncomfortable because there was a lot of people there without masks. I wore a mask. I cleaned everything. Um, but, you know, you have to be careful. Well, Nikki, I'm yeah, gonna... I waited. I waited online though this weekend to get inside a Lululemon because they were doing the capacity, and you have to come in with a mask. And I asked a girl. We were both wearing masks, and I asked a girl about some shoes, and I wanted to like show them to her, and she was like, Ugh! and like wow. backed up, and Isn't I that something? and they were really following it. Um, so it's you know it, it is weird to wait in, in online uh, to get inside a, a Madewell like you're at the club, but. <laughs> It's, I can get used to it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, someone at Tom Cigar is pointing out that the death rates are lower than they'd been in Florida. Yeah, but to be fair, they may go up again because the case rate is going up a little bit. But let's remind ourselves, 60% of all cases were either nursing home or nursing home staff. And the average length of stay after admission to a nursing home until death is six months. Yeah, I'm looking at Florida. It said the average number of deaths is trended downward since the beginning of May and as well off the peak of 51 average Right. So here we go, everybody. Why are we listening? hospitals are handling it too. Please do your own investigation. We can no longer, we can no longer rely on our press. People are going to catch it. We no longer can. They have have jumped the shark. They've jumped. I don't know what they're doing. They seem to be uh, into panic porn. They're Team Armageddon and they will consider nothing else. If you look at it this way, if a 20 or 30 year old is going in and getting tested, they know they have it they're not going to go visit their grandmother in mm-hmm. a nursing home right that's right or right. their grandma at home or their auntie or whatever or grandpa sorry i'm leaving that out well nikki you spent a lot of time with us <laughs> i thank you i know how aggravating it is to do other people's podcasts um no I, I, <laughs> literally anytime i love you and you right. helped me so much both on and off camera so well, I, I appreciate you and, and if you endlessly. have if you have more trouble with the cannabis thing let me know because it, it's a little it's a little tricky to to what you're what you're trying to do here um That's so nice of you yeah. I, I, I would love your help with it if, yeah. if i if i do need it yeah it's, 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 it's also it's interesting to me because you have a fascinating kind of response to it and i, I want to hear how it goes when you come off it and stuff too because that's that's not the you're not having the usual relationship which is interesting though the the hard part is when you love it like you really love it it's hard to let go that's the hard yeah. part yeah and that, I'm going to have to uh, learn to love something else. And stay off the panic I'll porn. Stay off the panic porn. Um, and, and porn in general. Eh, I, I didn't <laughs> nah. say that. I don't know how bad is it Forget getting. That. You, you panic spend, porn is the kind of thing I'm into. You spend, <laughs> just <laughs> girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading COVID stats for Fox News. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> Are you spending too much time with the porn? Uh, um you know i'm when i do spend time with myself it's with porn as well and um it always has been that way i've never been able to not uh i i would see no point in masturbating without porn it wouldn't but, even occur to me to do but you're not like spending hours and hours you're not uh, like upset no yourself. Okay. i mean no 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 not that but the porn i do watch is deeply disturbing and no man could literally ever recreate it so there is a problem there and i'll probably have to talk to you about that at some point nothing you're gonna go public with right now Uh, uh, i mean yeah i'll tell you i like (laughs) i like when um i like watching women tied up and not being able to uh because for me i struggle with orgasming uh i always have because it's just a a release and it's like out of control and Mm -hmm. i don't like to be out of control i never have and Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't have my first orgasm until i was like in my 20s and i definitely didn't give myself one until i was 
nearly in my 30s. And so now I can do it, but it's always watching girls being forced to have orgasms, like being tied up and being forced to do it with like uh, equipment. Okay. So no, unless no, I find a guy with a dungeon and uh, <laughs> well, but do you, do you actually? Power tools. But do you actually like that? Do you actually like that fantasy, or you just like the the yes. being the, the whole the whole somebody else being in control fantasy? Is good. I like that. I like not. I like being forced to do something where you, because you look ridiculous when you have an orgasm. There's just no doubt about it. It's just not a good look, and and I feel like I could just like anything could happen. I just feel like completely out of control with all, any part of my body, and I don't like it. So, but Got I do it. love the feeling of it. Got and it. So it has to. It. I like doing things where it's like. You're making me. I don't yeah. want to, yeah. but I yeah. guess I have to. Don't That's don't don't thing. don't say that to anybody until you're actually in a relationship. You know what I mean? So until until consent is yes. clearly been rendered. Do not do not yes. do not admit that. I until, have safe words. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, yes. And, and uh, well, good. I mean, they, at least you know that. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Right. I mean, that's yeah. That's your thing. It's, your it's thing. it is my thing. Yeah. It's good to know, but it's it's. Thank you. I just feel like no one really is. Um, that's not uh, it, so many. So often when you're in relationships, like guys, just uh, I, I don't even like to have sex because no one can do that unless I ask for that specifically. And that's just not a first date kind of first sleeping together kind of thing. You got to no. ease into it. And then I just end up faking orgasms just to get it over with. So I don't have to well, that's so fun. deal with the guy's ego feeling oh. like, oh, I, I've got it. Oh, just give me a little more time. And I'm just uh. like, okay, you don't have it because, <laughs> because you don't it's not, not going to happen. Rigged. It's a lot but, of work. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I would agree. It's not a first date thing, um, but it's something you could get somebody I, I, yeah. so even a guy that doesn't in isn't into that again men aim to please they, they really do right and, and even if it's not his natural inclination you just give him a couple pointers and he'll, he'll be uh, he'd be up for it you know what i mean men men, okay. men, men like the they like to know what their job is you know what i mean that unless yes. unless they're just not into it some guys they're bondage they're, 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 and and forcing them to have an orgasm uh, with I, a vibrator i i, I just i, you, I think would you like she, to do that <laughs> I, I, I think if she explained what what was what would what she liked, a guy would go, "Oh, I can do that." You know, that's, that's just wouldn't it be easier just to watch it on TV together and like maybe do? That's it. the thing. It's it's just easier for me to just watch it by myself than yeah. to actually have someone do it because what I'm not lacking is is like an emotional connection and someone holding me. I don't even want that. I just want someone to actually not hold me right. and. And not even touch me, to be honest. You, you, it's you, all things I have to work out. Was, I get it. And you've both admitted to being lazy here, so I, I get it. You're both, both very lazy. <laughs> both of you. I get it. I listen carefully. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, Nikki, thank, thank you. I'm going to let you go. Thank uh, you. I always enjoy talking to you. Maybe we'll get out to St. Louis one of these days. It sounds like you're going to be there for a while, so we'll come visit. We'd send everybody to NikkiGlazer.com, yeah. but she's not. you're not doing any stand-up, but she, you do have a podcast. And I am. I am doing Sam. They're not the the dates aren't uh, updated, but I'm going to be in Salt Lake City July 3rd and 4th. I'm going to be in Nashville uh, July 9th through oh, uh, the 11th. Also, Kansas City is a date that's coming up, and Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, so check me out there if you know the, the stats stay the same. Go to NikkiGlazer.com. Right, and uh, yes. and this reality show is it coming soon? Uh, well, we're pitching it soon. I'm just talking about it like it's already happening because that's how 
this business works. If you just like tell, well, you tell could, people something's happening, could, then it just can, happens. If you can film a bit, uh, it makes it more likely. You know what I mean? If you just yeah, get, know, get out your phone and start filming stuff, that's, oh, oh look, oh, this works great. Lauren on YouTube yep. said, I well, hope she comes back. Oh, you want Nikki back? Uh, I, anytime, you guys. I'm serious. If you ever need a guest or want me back, I, I love right. doing the show. And um, and yeah, you can follow me on Instagram if you want to see the reality show that is my life right now. It, there's pretty good conversations you have there. It's pretty fun. We should and, go to Nashville and yeah. see her. In Nashville? Yes. She's in St. Louis. I thought, no, she's yes, doing a show in Nashville. July 9th, oh. July 9th through the 11th. Let oh, me know. Man, maybe we'll do that. That'd be uh, fun. We love Nashville. We have right? to go to Na our, That's Nash Vegas, and then we have to go to Las Vegas. Our son went to um, <laughs> our son went to Vanderbilt, and so we spent a lot of time in, oh, in nice. Nashville. Yeah, so. It's so great. Yeah, it's I might so move great. there. That's like a nice, happy I know. Let's Absolutely. move there, Nikki. Totally and agree. And then you we and Dr. Drew can right. start a show. We, we fantasize. I would to Nashville. love that. Yeah. And my, my engineer and the, the person who's screening the calls is here listening right now, and they want to move there too. All right, so let's all go look for and some real no estate. And there's no state tax. Great. July 11th. We're going to find a, we're going to find a, yeah. we're going to find like connected townhomes and all of them. Make a this. whole compound. We could make one condo just the studio and then one condo yours. And That's the reality show, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even joking you. That sounds like something I'd be into. So keep me posted right. and I'll talk to you guys right, soon. Baby. Thank bye -bye. you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, and if anybody has any other questions, uh, COVID wise, uh, I just want to, I, I just, am, I get upset when I hear all the headlines and see how it's, uh, not fitting with the reality. Uh, again, not to say that things couldn't uh, be spiky. I've been predicting a spike for quite some time. They, they, they should spike a little bit, but they're not going to explode. There's n really no evidence that when you look at the, let me see if I can get the daily rates, uh, the United States, uh, I don't really have a breakdown. I only have it state by state right now. Uh, but 100, we're at 114,000 deaths in this country. Let's see how that compares with what the University of Washington compare, uh, predicted. Give me a second. 114,000. They predicted. Wait, that doesn't seem right. Oh, it's California. One second. United States of America. They had predicted that we would be at 120,000 deaths. So we are, you know, that's sort of the zone we're in. Boop, boop. Uh, at this point uh Somebody so said nikki and psycho mike would be a good podcast pair we're gonna have actually we're having psycho mike on tomorrow oh, good. so that's a good follow-up on dose of dr drew three o'clock we appreciate you guys being here and showing up and asking questions and getting on the chat go and to drdrew.com to get links to all the podcasts and calling in we appreciate all the great calls and i'm sorry i can't get to everybody it's my apology every time wednesday we have another dose of dr drew with tyrus and thursday we'll probably be taking the day off i think oh sure. really yeah well, I, yeah we'll talk about that later uh, should we be sterilizing our surfaces like crazy? Yeah. I mean, we've been doing it since the beginning of this pandemic. We now know that it's very limited transmission on surfaces. It is really proximity times duration, right? Proximity times duration. Uh, if you have masks on, that that exposure is not as likely. If you have ventilated room, it's not as likely. And if you have UV exposure, it appears to be very likely. There's some evidence that this virus may be down now because of the season, though they're not making too much of that. And there's some evidence that the virus may be down now because it's losing some of its virulence. That may be true, but we don't have enough evidence to really conclude that yet, I would say. Uh, all we do know is that it it the idea of a second spike, which is really what the press is trying to tell you demand happens, 
Does not appear to be a likelihood. Does not I have some good news, Drew. What's that? Five people are allowed in our gym in New York now. Oh, five at a time. So we can go. Maybe we can start thinking about See, going now back. you have a reason to live. Fantastic. Um, talking about parenting during the pandemic would be great. Yeah, I'd have to get a good guest for that to do that. Uh, what is the data on elderly and overweight people who survive corona? Uh, people do talk about the survivors and some of the persistent symptomatology. It's very similar to the 1918 flu, that there's a lot of uh, neurasthenia, weakness. There's a lot of depression. There's even thought disturbances that sometimes develop. So there's a lot of stuff that people can get into as a consequence of having had COVID. I mean, the, follow the stories of some of the people that just took months to recover. It's, it's not all that uncommon at all. Uh Okay, is there anything else? Oh, I need to remind people. Um, Susan, you take you took away my uh, wands and my thermometers and all that right stuff. Right there below on the left, yes. Okay. So, just want to remind people, you can get these uh, thermometers. We should all be using these things uh, at 866-4-RED-HAWK. Apparently, those of you in Europe, you don't have no, you don't have letters on your phone, so it doesn't translate. So that would be 866-473-3429. Wait, slow down. 473. 866-473-3429. You can also get... You have the, to do it slow, Drew. I don't, I don't type that fast. Uh, you, the sand mini, you can get the... the 844 or 866? Eight, eight six six. Sorry, I screwed it up. Eight six six four seven three three four two nine. The sand mini is, of course, a device for needle destruction for the uh, insulin needles and the needles that people use uh, out on the streets. Uh, we've got to get rid of the needle needle stick problem. And uh, in addition to the thermometers, you can get the uh, UV wands and the UV room cleansers. That's over by the blue mic. I can't thing. reach it. Uh, and somebody said they bought one. Yeah, I think these things are great. We're going to travel with the UV wands. They they really work so very well. So they have small wands as well? Or Does just I, the big one? They have three different sizes. So they're like, what, Hand battery hit. run or something? Yep. Oh, cool. Yep, three different sizes. And uh, they're going to be really, really helpful in travel and using Ubers and things like that. So uh, once I have, I'll have one in about, about end of this week, early next week, and I'll show you. I'll demonstrate it here. You can't turn that one on because we have to leave the room, right? The big one that cleans the room, yes, you have to be out of the room. It, okay. clear, it clears a room. It, it, you have to, it has to be no shadowing. You can't have like you know a big piece of furniture in front of something you want to get. So we can just put it in the middle of the table and turn it on and leave yep. the room? Yep. But how do you not be in the room if you're, when you turn it on? It takes a minute to turn on, and okay. then it has a motion detector. It'll turn off if you get near oh, the room. So. Nice. And it's on a timer, I too, think so. I might use that tomorrow before Rebecca comes. Here? Yeah. Yep. Because she's she's having surgery on Thursday, and I don't want yep. her to pick Fine. anything up. Not a bad idea. Uh, again, it's eight six six. That we have. I don't think we're eight six six number four Red Hawk R E D H A W K. And of those of you in Europe, it's four seven three three four two nine eight six six four seven three three four two nine. Uh, Susan, did you get Doctor Zelenko that Andrew sent to you? We were going to talk about hydroxychloroquine. That email nope, I sent you? Not yet. She hasn't done it, Andrew. I've I worked it, on another doctor and sent I him a couple of times. The NAD guy. I do want the NAD guy. I do want NAD because we're going to talk about okay. NAD infusions so I can uh, explain to you why I'm so I'll look it up right now, Andrew. Thank you. Explain to you why I'm so enthusiastic about um, and true niagent, which I take personally. Yeah, Susan the, takes, the NAD Adam guy takes. can't do it for a couple of weeks. He's too busy. Okay. We might, might want to find I finally one. got I went back and forth with him a couple of times. Okay. But we do have Psycho Mike tomorrow. Sarah, my Catherine will be here tomorrow. My old Loveline partner, Tyrus, on Wednesday. Tyrus on Wednesday, and uh, I think we'll do something on Thursday. And then my show's tomorrow as well. Okay. In the evening, if anybody wants to hear some astrological predictions, 
And uh, Fox 11, I'll be there tonight uh, at 7 o'clock. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot about that. Got Dr. Oz coming in tonight, which oh, should nice. be very interesting. And don't forget Dr. Brady. I mean, as long as we're going through all the different uh, Dr. Brady who reconstructs teeth and has that uh, charitable organization where we put together re reconstructed Allison's mouth, if you saw that episode. Very yeah, good. Go back and see it. It was really And great. Tom Cigars, the UV will not sterilize uh, the poutine. It will not do that. <laughs> I don't have Dr. the thing from about the information on Dr. Zelenko. So please resend it again. Oh, I, I have it. Thank you. Send it again. Me. Okay. I just put it in my thing and it didn't pop up. So. All right. Uh, uh oh. Mm, I have trouble finding Andy's stuff because Ashkazvili doesn't come very easily up here. Here it is. Psycho Mike or Psychic Mike? Ha ha ha. He's been on my show. He actually conjured up my uh, hall pass, Robin Williams. But he, he waited. It was in the bathroom. Unfortunately, nobody heard it. So it's uh, on the way to you. Thank you. Uh, I've sent it to you now four times, I think. So I see all the different. Andy Dick brought uh, Robin Williams in, too. That was fun. All right. I'm going to take one last look at the chat, and then we're going to go here. Thank you, Jeans. Thank you, Mommies. Uh, don't forget After Dark. Check it all at drdrew.com. Uh, oh, of course, Adam and I every Joshua day. Joshua likes my phone, my show. And uh, keep feathering it, you all. Thank you, Jay. I agree with that. Oh, and I'm I'm also doing your mo where's your where your mom's at. This week? Mm-hmm. Is it, so it'll probably go up next week? Yeah. Okay. So look for where your mom's at. I'm at, at your mom's house. You I'm really nervous. You should be. All right. We'll see you all next time. <laughs> Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. This is just a reminder that the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care or medical evaluation. This is purely for educational and entertainment purposes. I'm a licensed physician with over 35 years of experience, but this is not a replacement for your personal physician, nor is it medical care. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me. Call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 anytime, 24-7, for free support and guidance. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help.